0: Welcome to You Haven't Seen That, podcast where um, we watch films that I missed in my childhood and uh, young adult years. Uh, my name's Eric, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris. Hey, everybody. Um, and what have we got this time? We, uh, we're we diving into horror. I think this is our first horror movie we're doing. I actually. think
1: so. Yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th.
0: Friday the
1: 13th. You may only see it once. But that will be enough. Yeah, what year was that made? Uh, 1980.
0: This one, so, so just after Halloween. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I always have the problem of I think Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street came out kind of really similar. Yeah, but, Elm Street um, was quite a bit later, wasn't it? Uh, 82. If oh, I okay. if I yeah. believe, I think that's right. So yep. yeah, yeah. I, I always thought that one kind of came first. Maybe it's because that was well, that one's maybe even
0: because of The Simpsons. Yeah, probably. For me that was the one I was always aware of because yeah. of that Simpsons episode.
1: Well, that brings up an interesting point. Like I find like it's it's Friday the thirteenth is one of the biggest horror kind of franchises ever yeah. of like, you know, teen slashes and things. And there's like always the the kind of dual camp of are uh, you a Friday the thirteenth kid or were you a nightmare on Street kid? Like which one did you grow up yeah. on? Things. Yeah. And
0: I'm guessing you were neither. I was neither. Case. Um I, I guess I was a um nightmare. Kid, because I knew more about it, and the premise sounded cool. Mm. And I <laughs> suppose that was the one you actually ended up watching. Yes, <laughs> and that's the one I did actually make the effort to watch. Yeah. Um,
1: yes, yeah, so I, I was definitely a nightmare kid. I yeah. I love the Freddy movies, but especially 1 and 3. Number 3 is so great really? and underrated. It's written by Frank Darabont. Who also did... The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that guy. <laughs> okay. And more recently, like, you know, created The Walking Dead and... Oh, yes, that guy. Okay. So, yeah, right. yeah, he started as, like, a horror writer, so...
0: The, yeah, so many do, don't they? Because mm. it's just such a creative genre.
1: Yeah, and that's it. He could just go buck wild with yes. like free
0: murders. So. Yeah, yes, yeah. true. He can do anything in a dreamscape. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what. Uh, well, no, I do know a little bit what to expect. Okay. I guess I don't know like ultimate plot, but from my understanding, it's uh, it's set on Camp something, um, <laughs> something Deadwood or something along those lines. Yeah, <laughs> um, and um, and from what I I. No, is um, I don't believe Jason's actually the killer in this movie, and maybe not even in it at all. Okay. His mother, I believe, is is sort of what I'm aware of, and, and one reason is because um, well, I'd seen it before, but I watched Scream again the other night. Yep, and that just ruined it for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I already knew it anyway. But um, yeah, so that, I've got the general premise of summer camp, kids start dying.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of what you're expecting. Yeah, you, more or, or less.
0: Just, yep. I'm, yep. I don't know. I'm expecting for some reason the death on a raft or. A, or a little pier Yep Maybe you know The kayaking supervisor's <laughs> Looking the wrong way Yeah um, So
1: just all of those
0: Like wonderful tropes Yeah like, all orange. of the tropes But they're going to die Doing all of those tropes <laughs> Pretty much Capture the flag Someone's going down
1: <laughs> <laughs> So you're expecting it happen, Like okay that's
0: yeah. yeah I'm expecting nighttime deaths Actually yeah. okay. But um, you, you never know yeah. um, I'm, I'm waiting to be Pleasantly surprised Alright um, uh, Yeah no Should be good It's one I've, I've, I've Like we were talking about Briefly in the last episode I've Watched a lot of horror movies, um, but there's still some of those series classics like this one and Hellraiser and. And, um, and Child's Play that I still haven't quite got around to, so mm. I'm almost really completing and rounding out the set. It's a genre that I've covered relatively well.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you're you a bit of a horror fan, so,
0: yeah. They're just creative. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty easy to watch. They don't, like, there aren't many that make me freak out. I was going to say, it's really hard to find a horror movie that genuinely scares you these days. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I, I think I, I truly got introduced to the genre by you, to uh, The Evil Dead. Yeah. Ages, which is just I got thrown into the horror genre, the deeper deeper depths of it.
1: Which is just like the epitome of like ultra gore and creativeness.
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> just like what you can do yeah, with exactly. not much. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that got me really interest, interested. So no, this will be this will be ticking off off a, off a great one to see.
1: Nice. Well, let's jump into it then.
0: Let's go for it. So uh, that was
1: Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that ended up pretty enjoyable. Yeah, it's, um... Not really what I remember. It no. Not the first one. Because um,
0: we were talking during it. We didn't talk early. You hadn't seen it, you reckon, for at least 10 years? Oh, I'd say probably closer to 20, almost. When you really think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a very vivid memory of, like, where I first got introduced to the, fri- uh, the Friday films. I had just gotten back from Canada, um... For listeners, uh, I am my family. A lot of my family is Canadian and still over there, so we go and visit periodically. So i arrived back here in Melbourne. I was probably about ten years old. Yep. Okay. And was incredibly jet lagged. <laughs> I just have never been able to, and still to this day can't sleep on planes. No. Nope. Incredibly jet lagged, little ten year old turns on, uh, you know, cable TV, and uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two was on. Oh, okay. and I sat and I watched that two and three back to back, like suffering jet lag at age ten. <laughs> it's kind of how sort of I got introduced your, yeah. okay. to okay, Freddie, yeah. uh, not Freddie, uh, Jason, and yeah, yeah. It's the fun, what I always found super interesting is like to as like a little ten year old to point out. I was like, did you know? That he doesn't get the hockey mask until number three. Really? In number two, he's running around with a pillowcase on his head.
0: Ah, there you go. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, because he's so iconic. <clears> hmm. <throat> L- like probably because uh, yeah. How many sequels were there? Uh,
1: nine. Well, yeah, <laughs> nine sequels and one remake, and apparently another remake on the way. How do you <laughs> build nine sequels out? I mean, and that's, that's not including the Freddy
0: vs. Jason spin-off. No, <laughs> that's just just sums up the, the popularity and the ease in which you can sell horror movies, I guess.
1: And the money it made, yes. which
0: I'll get into kind yeah, of later be fa- on. That'd but, be um, fascinating. Yeah. But.
1: It's, um, it's interesting because it's, it's so formulaic but done in such a minute kind of way,
0: I guess. Yes, it definitely has that um, small independent feel. Mm. Not kind of... I don't know, I'd say Evil Dead feels more basic. Yes. Um, like Feels like Smaller budget I don't know Well but, I think that's also Less characters And really It's It's one
1: cabin It's a cabin Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally like, going
0: like two It's rooms. a cabin it's like, in a basement yeah. yeah Um Yeah so this This felt Bigger as a film Um When really I guess they only used like Two cabins A camp office And an armory With guns in it Yeah which Oh god <laughs> yeah we'll put a pin in that and get yeah, to that get like back why to that is point. that there <laughs> and, and then on the side of a lake apart from that they, they had shot a scene in a diner which wouldn't have been too hard to figure out And yeah
1: yeah. Oh, and uh, the supermarket earlier on oh yeah that's well. yeah.
0: true so a couple of town
1: shots and that was it yeah um, but it's um, it's a film where you watch it and you're like yeah this is it's I understand where every horror movie that kind of came after mm, it yeah got their stuff from and also in saying that I can see Where this film Got every single movie It uses from Down to uh, well, it's, it's just a blatant Kind of knockoff Of Halloween Essentially yes. Yeah it's like <laughs> Whether they watched it and like Alright Let's pump something out. Oh, no, the directors have acknowledged that. They're just oh, okay. like, oh, yeah, we saw Halloween and saw how, pop, how much money that made, and we're like, let's do that. Yeah, let's, let's not <laughs> even change the weapon of choice. And let's do the point-of-view camera work and yeah. stuff. And, I mean, it's even down to the music, which um, is, <laughs> like, rip-offs of other stuff. Yes. It, it, I will say it has one of the most iconic horror scores, that initial kind of noise that's yes. been Imitated
0: and used, so that you reckon was—I wouldn't know. Was that first sort of used in? Oh yeah,
1: this—that's just from this. Yeah, but then all the other music that comes after that—it's either a ripoff of Psycho. Like I'm going to put like comparisons side by side (laughs) right here. So we've got Friday Thirteenth. Yep, and Psycho. Yeah, and and then uh, Jaws theme as well yep. seems to kind of pop up as well musically. And like, there's a lot of.
0: Yeah. yeah, and there's some clumsy early synth work. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah,
1: um, uh, Tina did mention that it was very similar to like our Twin Peaks vibe. Yes, <laughs> some of the synths.
0: Uh, yeah, some of the synthy gentle synth with the piano. Yeah, um, d- especially at the end there. Yeah, when mm. she's floating in the lake before Devil Boy appears.
1: Mm. <laughs> but, um,. I, I think that this is a film where I, I had a couple of issues with it, but um, before mm. we get on, and I'm sure you probably see some flaws as well. But before we get onto that, like what are some of the great things about this movie? Like essentially, why, why do we want to put this in the hat?
0: Why is uh, it in the mix? I think it's, it's legacy. Like it, it's famous for being that that era that ushered in slasher films. Mm. You know, Halloween, this um not Elm Street is a little bit different in terms of Dream Bandit, but it still yeah. has a very recognizable villain with teen victims. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I mean the, the sheer number of spin uh, sequels, spin-offs, video games, good and the yeah,
1: bad. the influence it's had on the horror genre. Huge.
0: Just, yeah. Right. I mean and and that's where it's amazing that the first film doesn't feature Jason at all. He's the yeah. face of the franchise.
1: He he's in there
0: briefly. He's in there tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. Um as a drowning child in a swimming cap. A weird little mutant monster, and then a mutant yeah. monster child. Yeah. yeah. Um but um <coughs> yeah, it's it's amazing how that how horror movies and things evolve and obviously he's the face of it. Mm. Um these days. Um so I now I've got to watch the sequels or some of them, maybe two and three at least. Um
1: Yeah. No, I, thought, I, just jump, say, I just want to
0: see. I just want to see the hockey mask and yeah. where it comes from.
1: I, I would jump to number eight. Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> like that's. There's so many like you know Jason dies the final chapter and then it's like Jason lives the next one yes. like it's, yeah. it gets ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I think the next two are very kind of schlocky, and then I I have a feeling four and five are actually not bad in terms of just. Gory slasher Yep They kind of lean more Into the supernatural Kind of shifting Jason Into more of a Michael Myers villain Where he's yep. like this Unstoppable Bulk
0: creature Thing Yes He's a force Yes yep. Yeah yep. Mm. Yeah Mike Myers is just like walk, Unkillable and He is unkillable and Yeah he Walk through walls um, Yeah But Yeah this one He has it, a lot of problem With closet doors though He just can't get through <laughs> it They only accept his arm And nothing else Exactly <laughs> But, um, I think what I liked early on about this, um, was how quickly the cook girl died. Yeah, it's the total
1: misdirect of the girl that we're following. The overly happy and bubbly girl. Yeah. Guess I always want to work with children. I hate when people call them kids.
0: Sounds like little goats. But when you've had a dream as long as I have, you'll do anything.
1: Uh, we're following her and we assume she's going to be our protagonist and our hero because mm-hmm. it's you know following that we're standard actually, storytelling thing of the first character we're introduced to we assume is the hero and we learn a little bit about her yeah well she seems seems to want to just tell everyone she meets her life story Yeah, she's got a problem there mm. um. <laughs> and then yeah when she's the first one to be killed by the way this is a spoiler heavy episode if you sorry seen. <laughs> when she's the first to die um yeah it really does You'd think, oh, okay, this is not necessarily what
0: mm. I was expecting, you know, and that kind of continues on for most of it, I would say. Yeah, it just didn't quite go in the... I expected more teens running away in terror. Yeah. Um, I expected not bucket loads of jump scares, because I know they've crept, they crept in later as creativity dropped down and the horror became more, um, people got more exposed to it. You needed PG-13 to... 13 horror. Yes, In that you can't actually show gore but you want to scare people. Yeah. So you, you just go and you can go good jump scares or you can go mm. cheap jump scares, whatever, there's a whole heap, aren't there? But um Yeah, there weren't any, really. No, no. Um I, the only point where it kind of happens is when
1: our final girl is running out of the Yes. <laughs> and all the bodies just start appearing. <laughs> start like magically swinging into frame.
0: Starting <laughs> out of trees yeah. and stuff.
1: But um it, kind of on that same note, it's it's a film where even our, all the characters on our film don't, you know, in the film, don't know what's happening or are aware that they're being picked off one by one. None of
0: them do. kind of no. different. Yes. And I kind of liked that in the end. It was kind of bizarre. Like, you can, you can pick a hole in basically any horror film Oh, ever. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of go, like, why does nobody miss the fact, any of these people, no one cares that the clownish guy disappeared ages ago. Well,
1: because they kind of established early on that everyone's just sick of that guy already. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, fine, whatever. Kind of, yet.
0: Yeah. better off without
1: him. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Bacon is off getting laid with her. What's her name? Yep.
0: Jack and Mars, you're going to get drenched. Not they're where I think they are. Hey, Yep. He's doing what he does best. Mm. Um... um and yeah they just get picked off one by one you never get even the slightest inkling of the killer um it's usually a different weapon each time which is kind of cool yeah like you know there's a there's a a knife obviously in use there's an axe there's an arrowhead couple of arrows yeah couple of arrows um so it's not as though you're already introduced to you know, Killer always uses this weapon. This which, is their signature move.
1: Which what is what the franchise
0: coincidentally ends up being,
1: is mm. Jason is... It's the machete.
0: Yes. So, yeah. So, so it's him always that. So it's kind of cool. You don't really know... You don't know male or female. So, I guess particularly at the time, huge reveal, really. Mm. Um, and when they do find the reveal, Mrs. Voorhees, she actually has some degree of justification.
1: I... <laughs> I caught you right <laughs> as you were about to backpedal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as I was about to <laughs> define my degree.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Like, yeah, it's it's an interesting
0: justification and backstory yeah. because I had no idea where the motivation was going to come from at all. Yeah. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. Where's Mister Christie? Oh, I couldn't let them open this place again, could I? After what happened,
1: and it's the thing of it kind of comes out of left field because early on you get one line of dialogue when she's in the restaurant, like you know, the supermarket or whatever, at the very beginning. Mm. The um, Annie, the first girl that gets killed, uh, and you hear, you know, oh yeah, there were the council, there was a kid who drowned in 57, and then the two counselors that were killed in 58. Didn't Christy tell you about the two kids murdered in 58? yeah. Uh, Boy Browning in '57,
0: and I never drew the connection. Yeah, I it's, think, it's like yeah. a little tiny setup yeah. that it just you'd forget about, and then yeah, I didn't.
1: Whereas every, I think any other horror film would have used. Every opportunity Be like "Have We've yes. got all the Counselors together now And they're going to Have dinner Hey did you guys Hear about the story Of yeah. dot 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 Some newspaper Cuttings Yeah and revealing like And yep. establish Helping really Lay on thick This backstory In this so, world Yep
0: yeah, so that you can Before it even happens Draw a conclusion Yeah Whereas this Gave you enough It was there Hmm um, And then she comes in And um Yeah she's clearly Psychotic Yes <laughs> Um, but it actually like, okay, she, she has a twisted and perhaps she should have just gone to the police. Well, no, the police wouldn't help, but, um, she's got a motivation behind, which is more than just psycho from mental asylum or what, what happened to Kruger? He got burnt alive or something.
1: Kruger was a child molester who a bunch of the parents in the town got together. and lynched him, didn't they? In some way. They lynched him and then burned him alive. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he wouldn't molest any more of their kids Yes So there's a bit of, a bit of mob justice there
1: Yeah um, Or I think it was like the case got dismissed Or there wasn't enough evidence or something Yeah he so that.
0: Yeah. He was a creep brought back to life <clears throat> Through the power oh, of power of dreams Satan <laughs> yeah.
1: um, Michael Myers is just un- unstoppable
0: He escaped from a mental asylum yeah. and He's just crazy Whereas this one actually She's more like the parents I guess uh, from not much, she, she has a motivation driving her to commit these acts, rather than just I'm just a bad person.
1: But it just seems like, I guess, the death of her child just triggered triggered schizophrenia or yeah. something you
0: know, Yeah. You let him drown. You never paid any attention. Look what you did to him. Look what you did to him. Yeah. So, um, you know, once she was on i like, oh, this film actually feels like it has a... For a while there, it was kind of like, kids are just dying.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they are
0: just getting just, picked off left and right. It doesn't hold back. There's not a lot of build-up. <laughs> no. It's like, let's kill off, particularly What's lots of face dying early on. Hmm, Annie, yeah, that just happens, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess we're just getting right into yeah, this. Yeah, we're not going to muck around here.
1: And then in, like, the next 20 minutes, like, two or three are gone. They, they just go really like, fast. Like,
0: when, when the... the clown kid disappears, like, well, he's probably dead. Yeah. And then he his reveal gets shown, he's like, yep, he's dead, and then Bacon dies not long after that. And...
1: It's interesting that there was a surprising amount of off screen deaths in this film. Yeah. Because I was I was just about to say the the kind of lack of either character development or quote unquote like proper narrative of establishing in the rules yeah. of a horror film and what you would normally expect from this type of slasher. There you think it would then, in that case, have a more emphasis on gore and actually yeah. be relishing the fact that we're not doing any of that, mm. none of the kids are away, this is happening, we're just going to do really gnarly deaths.
0: We're going to final destination them.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah. <laughs> but then it's, there's a, like two or three off-screen deaths, which is... Yeah,
0: and does it come down to practical effects? Possibly. Possibly.
1: Budgetary restraint. Yeah. But that, that being said, Bill, the guy who go, uh, we we were just calling him Andy or Paul Rudd. Yeah. Because he just young I, Paul Rudd. I am. He looks identical to young Paul Rudd, and I am one hundred percent now certain <laughs> that he is the inspiration for the character of Andy from Wet Hot American Summer. God damn it, Katie! You're suffocating me. I'm
0: choking. All right, give me some breathing room. Well, I just want to spend some time with you. You know, it's our last day at camp. My butt itches. What are you talking about? Yeah, he is. He's just slightly less moody, <laughs> yeah. less, less jockish, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever Andy is.
1: <laughs> um, but he goes like, "There's no." We don't see him actually die, but when it's revealed, he has been killed. It's hardcore. He got messed up. Yeah, with and arrows that's great and knife. knife. Yeah. yeah, awesome practical effects. Yeah. So I think it is just maybe layering in that idea of well, one
0: of these kids might be the killer even. Mm. But it doesn't effectively establish that as a film. I never got the impression that a kid... I mean, I guess I already yeah. sort of knew the ending, but I never got the impression one of the kids was a killer. Mm. And they just kept showing them too often. Yeah. Um, I never got the impression that the camp got, the owner was ever going to be the killer. Yeah, they, they try that little quick fake out early on with mm. a similar car. Um, but there just but, was not enough to establish, whereas maybe a newer film would lean onto that a bit more. It's mm. just, I think... Just lent on the fact that something out there is killing them off. Yeah. And you got no idea.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of
0: interesting. And I, I quite like that. The point of view was used a bit inconsistently. And whether that was a bit... We were talking about it. Whether it was a bit clumsy. They were trying to, like, fake you out occasionally.
1: Yeah, I, I, I honestly think the point of view stuff probably only exists because of Halloween. Mm. And I th- I'm pretty sure it existing in Halloween is only is because of the Pal and Pressburger film *Peeping Tom* and Hitchcock and stuff. Like yeah. it's a very tried and true kind of. It's a, it's of a great effect a tro- when it's used well.
0: It's yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But the film it, it's kind of clumsy in this because you know it it mixes. There's a lot of point of view shaky cam shots, but then there's also shots that are just shaky because they didn't have the money for a tripod yes, for that shot. Yeah, they're just shaky
0: so, you're, shots. yeah.
1: <laughs> so you're like, oh, this is a point of view shot. No, this is just a <laughs> mm, it's just a shaky one. That being said, though, there's a lot of really. Well done cinematography In the film
0: I was yeah. Kind of shocked Yeah you would have Picked up a lot I picked up I mean even when Annie was walking Into town To pat the dog Who she hmm. then identif- Misidentified as a male And then decided It was a female Because she checked For some reason Yeah but weird um, But she was framed Nicely by like The two gas pumps Yeah On an angle And stuff And I'm like oh, That's just a nice shot And it just showed the town and gave you an idea Of where she was and
1: hmm. Well like the The example that I Like am jumping to In my head Is when um, Final girl And young Paul Rudd Go to break into the office to get to the phone, <laughs> and instead of cut like they break the door and they get in it, but instead of like cutting to an inside shot, the camera pans yeah. over to the window and then and chokes, then and then pans up to the telephone wire. That was good, You're wasn't like, it? Okay, this is interesting. Was, and then holds on it long enough for you go. What am
0: I looking at? Oh. oh, yeah, it's got some interesting camera moves, but then. There were other times when it yeah. was like like when when young Paul Rudd um, was was trying to fix the generator and he knew young Paul Rudd's time has come he's going to die uh, and it was lingering it, it kept the doorway purposefully yeah. in the frame but f- for no reason really just that, to, just to kind of imply threat
1: I think but, imp- either imply a threat or is it that another attempt at misdirection that it yeah.
0: then um, does or oh,
1: it's like to get us tense like oh something's going to happen
0: yeah. cut away oh yeah, I so, but just maybe not... It, it did that a lot, but then they never actually... Because they never showed... All their deaths were cutaway deaths, um, or would have a cut, a cut in them in some way. So there was never actually like a... he w- Suddenly someone would walk into frame in the doorway. You just didn't expect it to happen because the way the rest of the film had panned out. That's what I found. Like Ooh. When um, the girl died in the shower block... Um, she was in there and you saw the shadow appear And then it t- she turned around Yeah Framed on her face she starts screaming Frame cut briefly Two To axe, axe coming, like swinging down And then frame back to her with axe embedded in her head Really? Like proper <laughs> embedded Yeah, in in true Tom Savini special effects style <laughs> Yeah, he's, Deep. he's good at what he does Yeah um, <laughs> But no, no one apart from e- Annie at the start I guess got her throat... I think we saw the knife. Actually. We, we saw it slice open, and they kind of tear the yeah, tear the, the skin open. Yeah, um, but none of the others really ever. Kevin Bacon, you, you oh, get to Bacon see Bacon was yeah. done really well. Actually, Bacon's
1: death kind of was... is out of nowhere because you he's lying. He's just had sex with uh, with a girl on the lower bunk while in the top bunk. Uh, comic relief guy has <laughs> been killed and his blood ends up dripping onto Bacon's forehead Yeah, and he's like hey, what's that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that actually was a really good one actually because you just when you think he's going to go "Oh, go and inspect that too late. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, That was the... done well. Mm. And yeah, a hand reaches up from under the bed grabs him by the head and then the next shot yeah. is obviously they've now replace Kevin Bacon, just got his head, and then he must be under the bed somewhere. He's Muppet-styling it. <laughs> yeah, he's Muppeting <laughs> yeah. from under the bed. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and the arrow, arrowhead comes up from underneath the bed through his throat, and it's just really well done. Yeah, but, and blood's spewing everywhere. It's yeah, great. That was executed, and the timing and stuff of that was really well. But I wonder if those, the effect of those um, lingering shots on doorways and windows was, was lost because not a single character was ever killed within a scene. There were always a cut in some way, That's apart true. from any... So I wonder if they didn't have the the skills or the budget to execute those kills, or they didn't want to because they wanted to keep the killer faceless. I'm not sure. It's. I think it might be a bit of
1: both. Um, yeah. it, it's definitely a trying to. They're, they're keeping their cards close to their chest in terms of who is the killer. And I think I like that. It pays off well. Yeah. And budgetary uh, in terms of budget, I think they they do the best with what they can. Yeah. And. Because, yeah, it's a fairly low-budget film, so... Yeah. That being said, the practical effects, I think, are great, and this makes yep. me kind of miss
0: practical effects in horror movies. Yeah, no, they, they, they use them well. Um, yeah. Like, all the practical effects work nicely. When you do finally find the bodies that have been killed, they've they're been dressed up well. Yeah. Aren't it? Um, like, young Paul Rudd hanging from a door and things like that. Exactly. Um,
1: <laughs> but it's like, with modern horror films, like you mentioned earlier, the Final Destination movies, which yep. are... Those movies solely exist for the excuse of gnarly deaths. Yes. And that's such a wonderful opportunity to do
0: crazy practical effects. Yep. But it's all CGI. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of a recent horror. Because there have been a couple that have done good practical.
1: Yeah. But I I actually can't. Actually, you know what I will say? It's not necessarily a great film. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, The second one, it's fine. Uh, The Conjuring 2. Yes, it's it's not as good as the first. It, it's not bad. Yep. But have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it right just a couple of weeks ago. I think I forget what the name of the creepy guy is. He's like that, like eight foot tall, like oh weird. the um crooked man. The crooked man. Yeah, that's practical. That's right. You said that. You told me that's that. actually like a weird gymnast acrobat, like walking backwards and like in camera tricks.
0: So I'm like, that's. Okay. Because that is unsettling, that guy.
1: But it looks like it's CGI. <laughs> it does. The that's problem. the problem.
0: They lost the effects yeah, yeah. So you'd, you'd never guess it's practical. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other, like... There was something I... Like, A Quiet Place is the
1: latest probably horror, modern horror film I've gone to see. But yeah. that's all CGI because they're, yep. like, creatures. So yes. And it's PG-13, so there's not much in the way of yep. actual
0: gore, so... <coughs> but, um, um... Yeah, it's... I mean it's similar across all things isn't it like yeah, yeah. T- times change and
1: yeah. it's weird because I, I would think it would be cheaper to do practical effects than CGI yeah, no, but it must be super easy now Yeah. <laughs> uh, well jumping back to Friday the 13th uh, let's talk about the acting for, <laughs> for a yeah, little bit yeah
0: we'll talk about we'll reserve we'll a special place for Mrs. Voorhees um, <laughs> yeah. anyone you'd like to talk about first
1: um Annie uh, the, that first girl she's Bubbles she's interesting <laughs>
0: At least I'm not afraid of ghosts. <laughs> yeah, if she was our protagonist for the whole film, I think I would have had a rougher time. <laughs> yeah, she would have been tiring. Like, that's probably why she looked like a protagonist. Yeah. Um. She just, just, just had so much to say.
1: <laughs> and I would say, like, I, I think Kevin Bacon is doing kevin bacon he's fine he doesn't get much screen time he has a thick pennsylvania accent in this which i loved (laughs) like early on he hadn't dropped it yet um but my favorite person in this entire film is the motorcycle cop oh
0: yeah hey nice bye she's been smoking boy smoking don't smoke causes cancer you know what i mean would you just get off a spaceship or something columbian gold man grass hash the weed dig it I
1: love it Officer Dorf <laughs> Officer Dorf When he showed up I was Like because I had forgotten this film I was so ready for him To like come in And save the day at the end
0: Yeah He would have been a great saviour Or a false saviour Like the guy in The Shining
1: Yeah exactly <laughs> Oh
0: no Scatman yeah, Brothers That's it Yeah Um Yeah He just I don't know He just so took his job real serious No, oh, yeah But was also super chilled out At the same time <laughs> Or Kevin Bacon's playing with his motorbike it was pretty great
1: and I loved how his police motorbike just had like (laughs) mailbox and letters stuck onto it saying police like oh god bless them they tried they did it pretty well like it was good it was a good it was like clearly someone had a bike and they were like sweet sweet." and it was a big chunky roadster yeah and they've just slapped police on it with like five letters (laughs) six letters across like oh god bless them yeah (laughs) But, um, you mentioned her before, like, Mrs. Voorhees. Um... Oh, she brought
0: Shakespeare to the stage.
1: Woof. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, when she starts getting upset in the doorway.
1: Yeah, it's...
0: You just picked it immediately as soon as she started.
1: <laughs> it's just acting <laughs> with a capital A. <laughs> <laughs> she, was
0: just, she started like, super upset that the park had reopened. Oh, Steve should never have opened this place again. There's been too much trouble here. That was yeah. what her, her that sort of spiel began with, wasn't it? Kind of. She sort of fell against the door frame. Like,
1: oh. She oh. punched the door frame saying, so young. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so young. So pretty. Oh, what monster could have done? Oh no <laughs>
1: It's like It's, a, it's oh, a i I'll never
0: role. do it justice Cause I can't no. act at all Oh like no that.
1: don't worry I've, I'm sure by this point <laughs> I've cut to
0: it like Three times yes. at least <laughs>
1: um, But yeah It's It's
0: She's Oh like She does an alright job She's pretty scary Yeah Like To make a regular human Yeah Which she is The, the ultimate Showdown Yeah Is She gets some intense close ups Like That actress had pressure on her teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like... She was going for it, which is mm.
1: definitely a tip of the hat and things.
0: Don't let her get away, mommy. Don't let her live. I won't, Jason. I won't.
1: Yeah. But I think... um, The acting across the board in this film is... not great, but... in saying that, it's a low-budget indie horror film, so they got what they could get. And also, the cheesiness of the acting and some of the line deliveries adds to the fun and enjoyment of watching Yeah, exactly. So like, it,
0: you, those small budget ones that some of the... Unless it's intolerable, yeah. and maybe, yes, a film's worth of any would have been hard work. <laughs> it's
1: not like we're watching The Room or anything. Oh, God, it, yes, it, exactly. Yeah, they're trying. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just kind of adds to the charm and the indie feel of it all, I guess. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. It'd be fascinating because I can't relate, of course, to the setting. Ooh, an American summer camp! Like we don't have that level of camp here in Australia. Yeah, that's not a lot of thing for us, really. No, yeah. like there's there's a very small versions of it, but nothing like that. Like that's almost a ritual and yeah, a huge yeah. thing in in America for a long time, wasn't it? And I don't know if it still goes. ahead. I'm
1: pretty sure it still yeah exists to a fun. point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, no idea, but. um... The setting would, would make a lot more sense and maybe would have been a lot scarier to 80s audiences.
1: Yeah, especially, you know, kids that had been counsellors and yeah. stuff. Because I'm, I'm certain that most summer camps would come with, like, you know, urban legend stories oh my about... Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, the kids and the counsellors make up stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure you've got that, like, level embedded in there of, like, all of this.
0: Probably this. A, it's probably a fantastic setting, really. Yeah, yeah. Which, for us, we can't really relate to.
1: No, no, it just is um, this... I- isolated cabins I guess Yeah it's like Oh they're
0: in the woods And there's no one around To help them Yeah Whereas yes A lot of The audience members May have been counsellors Themselves Or at least kids On
1: a camp And mm. I suppose It's that subverting Of some place That you have Fun Fond memories yes. of
0: And turning into A horrific setting yep. Yeah Yeah yeah. I think An interesting one Is Is how This And how, how did this And Nightmare on Elm Street Kind of end up So linked And spectacular Spectacular together, but Halloween stayed its own path.
1: Well, Halloween was um, an independent film mm. uh, done with, by John Carpenter and uh, mm. his then partner, Deborah Hill. Uh, the second film, I believe Carpenter, like heavily they heavily produced. He didn't direct it, though. And then the third, there's only real, there's a bunch more, but really. Wasn't
0: one called Halloween H2O?
1: Yeah, let's get really? it.
0: There. Like, who named that?
1: Because it was the 20th anniversary from the first, so it's Halloween 20.
0: My God. Ooh. Yeah. All right.
1: Um, but I mean, the, thir- the third Halloween film is actually super interesting. It's called Halloween Season of, the- Season of the Witch. Yep, And it has nothing to do with Mike Myers. Oh. And that was always John Carpenter's plan for those films, was yep. them to become just anthology- Of horror. Halloween, this story. Ah, not just the Mike Myers story. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but then that didn't do well, and so they're like, no, we're back to Mike Myers. Yeah, "Yeah."
0: so studio and they're like, money.
1: Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Um, And it's it's weird in terms of Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street because I think they're the two that consistently kept making sequels and having a kind of cult status. Yeah, because they
0: they always seem to run... It's almost like Alien versus Predator.
1: Yeah, I well, those, I guess... that, that one makes sense because they're both uh, 20th Century Fox. Okay, alright. So Whereas, Friday the 13th is, I'm pretty sure, Warner Brothers and then yep. maybe Paramount. Yeah. And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is uh, New Line and, Uni- uh, I think, New Line all the way through. So yeah,
0: okay. So... Getting
1: them to team up. And then I, I'm, I'm not that big of an expert on them, but I... It was established before Freddy versus Jason that they were in a shared universe.
0: Yes, because I remember growing up and knowing they were in a shared universe. I just, for the life for some of reason, me,
1: don't know when or where that no. pops up. I'm yes.
0: sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine by me. It's just a fascinating thing how... like. Like, as the Saw movies, obviously, have turned into quite a long franchise God, now. Oh, that's and things insane. Like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like, once again, a really original idea. That just got milked to death. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting how some franchises can just do that. Mm. Um, Saw was particularly unique, of course. Um, and these others, I guess, they were very unique this slash. It's amazing how many they can churn yeah. out.
1: Well, I mean, for this one in particular, I can tell you exactly why it became mm. you know, nine sequels and stuff. Um, and that's because, uh, it had a production budget of $550,000. Yep. Yeah, okay, so enough. just over half yep. a million. And it grossed 39.7 million at the box office. A big win. Yep. Uh, so adjusted for inflation, that's $167.7 million.
0: <laughs> Not bad.
1: Off uh, half a million. And I think the half a million adjusted for inflation is about seven or 800,000. So you've.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. your return for on investment was, was like okay. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Which is the good thing about horror movies. You can get absurd it, return.
1: You have a like. There's already a fan base and an audience that will come, no mm. matter how bad or schlocky your sh- film yeah. is. Yeah.
0: And you can just strike rich if you can get the balance right. Yeah.
1: Um, while we're on it, do you want to hear a little bit of other? Yeah. Yeah. Games there? So it was the 18th highest grossing film of that year, um, facing stiff horror film competition with high profile releases like The Shining, Dressed to Kill, John Carpenter's The Fog and Prom Night. So a whole bunch of classic horrors came out that year. I wouldn't necessarily call Dressed to Kill a horror though.
0: That's that's not ever been what I thought of anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: And the film actually went on, unfortunately, to be nominated for two Razzies. Really? Yeah. Do you know I, I just like want a statement. I hate the Razzies. I oh, think it's yeah. the stupidest thing. You're, you're very passionate. I, I really I, like. I hate those guys. Are they nominated <laughs> for worst picture and worst supporting actress with uh, Betsy Palmer as Mrs. Voorhees? I can see why they did it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But okay. The the Razzie nomination for worst picture is interesting because despite the fact it was such a massive financial success. The film was not received well at all Really? So currently um, uh, IMDB is listing its Metacritic score as 18 <laughs> Wow uh, Really? Apparently Siskel and Ebert hated it so much That they uh, spoiled the ending on their show <laughs> In an entire episode uh, dedicated to schlocky uh, slasher films uh, And how they degrade women <laughs> Which yes, just yeah. actually ended up prompting more people to go and watch it. <laughs> yep.
0: Ah, the 80s. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Um, how about Halloween? How was that received, for example?
1: Halloween, I think it was really well received. Just bear with me while I look it up. But I have a feeling Halloween might even be in the National Film Registry. Hmm. Like, it's. Yeah, so that, in comparison to Friday the 13th's 18 meta score, this has a
0: 78. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just checking.
1: Yep, it is in the uh, National Film Registry in the Library of Congress. <laughs> okay. It is
0: a pretty special movie, I guess, for you. Yeah. Um, 12 years ago it got inducted in. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah.
1: And wow. it really did, like, Halloween did kickstart all of this. drive all this
0: genre, didn't it? it?
1: It created a new style of horror film. Because yep. that was 78
0: that that one came out. Yep. And then gave birth to... I guess this one never really has much of a narrative that you follow that closely until the very end when you get some form of motivation.
1: No, and it's, it, I think that's what the film ends up, like, the franchise ends up being. It's just schlockier versions of Halloween and, like, Unstoppable Monster with cool deaths, I guess.
0: Yeah, which yeah. gets a bit repetitive.
1: Pretty much. But um, this one's not not too bad. No. <laughs> um, do you want to hear some alternative casting?
0: As long as there's someone important.
1: I weirdly enough do have that information. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So Shelley Winters was the first uh, first choice for Pamela Voorhees. Um, Shelley Winters, you. um, She's a classic old Mm. actress. Um, She played the mother in Lolita for Stanley Kubrick. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, that might be the one that you might know. Uh, they offered her the role but she was not interested (laughs) Uh, and then uh, I'm just going to name off two other classic actresses one of them an Academy Award winner Uh, Dorothy Malone was considered for the role as was Louise Lacer uh, for our film buffs they're kind of old classical
0: yeah uh, okay so they went hunting
1: yep and this I found baffling that I had to actually do research and find (laughs) is this true apparently Sally Field auditioned for the role of Alice The girl who survives and didn't get it. Wow. This. I just want to say, Friday the 13th came out in 1980. Yeah. Which means it was shot in like 1979. Yeah. In 1979, Sally Field won the Academy
0: Award for Best Actress. What? And they didn't cast her in Friday the 13th. Do you reckon it was a pricing issue or the fact that she'd just act everyone else under the table?
1: Maybe, I don't know. Or <laughs> just, like, maybe they couldn't afford it. Like, yeah, it's baffling. And the fact yeah. that she would even audition for this after... I guess maybe she thought horror was something she wanted to have a Because she was at. a known actress. She'd been on the television show The Flying Nun. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is post-Smokey and the Bandit, even. Yeah. <laughs> so...
0: Maybe she thought the horror bandwagon was one to jump on and possibly just branch like, it
1: out. How, like seeing how well it worked for, you know, Donald Jack.
0: Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Like,
1: why not? But yeah, that blew my mind to wow. think that the girl floating in the kayak at the end who gets dragged into the water by, by a, a devil child could have been <laughs> Forrest Gump's mum.
0: Life is a box of chocolates, Forrest. You never know what you're gonna get.
1: Mama always had a way of explaining things so I could understand
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah. Okay, so it was not just like Jeff from The Milk Bar. No, no. It was, no. <laughs> it was actually somewhat important. Exactly, yeah.
1: But um, I guess, um, uh, unless you've got anything else, it's uh, we should ask the important question mm. of uh, Eric as an adult, first time watching, how did you feel?
0: Yeah, it was pretty enjoyable. Like, it's just one of those good horrors you can just chuck on and have a proper laugh during. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, by modern standards, it's been, gore-wise, it's nothing, of course. No. Because that, that moves ahead. Um, storytelling, it's a low budget independent film. Um, but there's, there's enough out of it. And it's, it's really interesting to see, particularly considering its legacy and things like that. So it was, it was, it was enjoyable to watch. Um, it was exactly what I expected it to be in terms of level of acting and, and shooting and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a kid, yes, um, well, it's hard to say, actually, because I didn't really start watching horror movies that much until the end of... throughout high school. Like, I never really watched many. I think I saw, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer and a couple of others when I was Ooh. younger, but I just never... never one well, I watched much. They didn't bother me either way. Yeah, I probably thought it was okay.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I reckon I would have found this kind of boring. Yeah, Because I there's a lot so. of long stretches where nothing just, happens.
0: People just don't. I think I don't think I would have appreciated it for its, like... Significance. So I think I would just watch it and go, and, eh, compared to, like, people getting cut up good and proper. Like, yeah. I know what he did last summer. Yeah, modern horror Modern stands. horror. You just like... I think, yeah, it would have been a bit almost lame in a way, particularly yeah. without Jason. I probably would have expected Jason he wouldn't have been there.
1: And you'd be like, oh, who's this lady in a sweater? Where's Jason? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <he's> <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, I think it's not a bad one to actually have sort of skipped along the way. And yeah. now I can look at it and see how it's influenced other things and then just enjoy... No man They made that for not much Yeah <laughs> Yeah And they made a lot of <laughs> money after. they did heaps
1: Yeah I, I feel I should throw out Some horror credentials For Sean S. Cunningham Who did uh, Produce mm. and direct the film He'd had a bit of a history With horror He produced uh, Last House on the Left For Wes
0: Craven Really? Yeah That's a weird film
1: That's a very weird film yeah. And he hadn't had A kind of big film hit Since then So mm. um,
0: this His answer was To go back to the
1: horror genre And yep. create this
0: So yeah Oh, cool! Mm. And um, and so the and the makeup artist Tom Savini, yeah. yeah so what else has he done? Uh,
1: most famous for Dawn of the Dead, the original oh, George
0: Romero one. Yeah, yeah. awesome.
1: And um, more modern audiences might know him as a sex machine from from Dust Dawn, <laughs> the biker who has a revolver dick gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So he's got he's got a bit of a spread of. Talents. Yeah, he's, he's a great He's a great dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess it's about that time to pick, uh, pick our the next, next one. one from the hat.
0: Sounds good. Well, next time it's gonna be something that isn't horror at all um true lies
1: oh finally yeah it's coming it's out
0: <laughs> i've been wanting
1: to do uh, ever since we started this i've been like yeah i really want to rewatch true lies <laughs> but i can't because it's in hat. the goddamn hat and now i finally get to watch it and i'm sure as soon as i start i'll be like oh i forgot this is a james cameron film so it nearly goes for three hours or
0: something <laughs> oh of course it does. I love it though It is This is a huge Huge one for me As a kid Yeah Um, it's I've seen parts of it A lot It was on TV So much When we were kids Yeah So much But I just never Watched the whole thing So I've seen Jamie Lee Curtis Dancing and not much I've seen (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Harrier jump jets I've seen some tango But I've never Watched the full thing From start to finish I couldn't tell you the plot Oh fantastic So we'll
1: we'll get into that uh, In our next episode But uh, I'm excited I I reckon you'll enjoy this one. Yeah no Finally (laughs) But um, yeah, so I guess other than that, uh, all I've got to say is uh, thank you for listening. Um, If you have any comments, queries, uh, we'd love to hear your opinion on Friday the 13th. Or if you have any suggestions of films we should put into the hat, uh, you can send us an email at haven'tseenpod at gmail.com. Other than that, you can follow me on Twitter at CriterionQuest, which as usual is a shameless plug for my other podcast.
0: Uh, So yeah.
1: But other than that, we will uh, be back next next
0: episode. Yeah, looking at uh, some true Arnie action.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening again. Uh, I'm Chris.
0: I'm Eric. See you next time.
1: Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.